Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. Every episode on NextCast, we talk to faculty and staff at Humber who are leading innovation both inside and outside the classroom. This is the start of our third season of NextCast, and we thought we'd try something a little different. We've compiled some great teaching tips from faculty and students, especially for new faculty who are just starting out in the classroom this week. We'd like to thank Aaron Denota, Cheryl Mitchell, Mark Rector, Naima Faruqi, Christine Zupo, Lexa Castellan, Alex Evans, Dan Rowe, Daniel Baer, Laura Page, Rania Khan, Leanne Millick, Sarah Feldblum, and Maya Shaw for contributing their tips to this episode. If you've got a great tip of your own, please tag us at Humber Press and use the hashtag NextTip. It is totally okay to be afraid completely, completely okay to think that you have no idea what you're doing and you're not even sure why they brought you here. <laughs> That's because those were the exact same thoughts I had my first day in class. Um, and I, I feel that was like the best thing because that's what drove me to at least try better or do better and be where I'm at now. Um, it's okay to be afraid and it's okay to fail. Be passionate. Uh, keep your passion alive and try and keep that as ongoing as you can. Um, have fun in the classroom. I think if you make learning fun, even if there's a little aspect of fun incorporated in there, students don't even realize that they're learning. Um, And I think also another tip I would give them is to use the resources that are available. There's many resources here at Humber, for instance, that a new faculty member could reach out to to help to support, or even other faculty members. So the resources are, are a huge component, I think. For new teachers or any teacher, I would say one of the most important things is is do real-world projects. And by that, I mean in my class, my labs, as much as possible, I bring in real-world events, real-world examples. I take them on tours to real-world places. A half-an-hour tour is worth 15 lectures, uh, 20 minutes of video, um, a real-world project, building something they're actually going to do in industry. Uh, you can't beat that with a stick. You can't buy that kind of learning. Uh, And so the more you can do that, I think the better off your courses will be and the better your students are going to be prepared for the industry. I mean, that's what we're here to do is prepare them for industry. And so the more we can show them what happens in industry, whether they're building a piece of test equipment, uh, testing an antenna exactly as they're going to do it at a cell site, um, you know, testing a, uh, a modulation scheme, uh, measuring RF wave propagation off the air with a real world signal. That's what they're going to do out there. Why simulations, videos, and math on the board? It's a total waste of time. You're putting them to sleep, show them what they're going to do, and they'll be engaged. It's a Monday 8 a.m. class that you've been gifted with. What do you do? Well, my tip coming up, because I'm a professional 8 a.m. Monday class person. I don't know why I get it all the time. But anyway, how you can make it work is be there at least 30 minutes before time. I know it's too much to ask for, but trust me, it's gonna create such a great ambiance in the class when you're there before. You've had that moment of zen to collect your thoughts after that commute, however long it is. Have some music on, put some music on. If it's winter, have some snowflakes showing on the screen with those free music, which is on YouTube. Or if it's afternoon class, you could also put some coffee shop music. But for Monday 8 a.m., have some music playing, be there before time, and greet everybody with a smile. Not everybody would have had a nice restful Sunday. They could have been working. These students are stressed. We could just do a little bit to make their stress a little bit better. Also, if you can, bring some Timbits either on the first day or on the last day as a little bit of welcome and thank you. 
I would suggest helping students create a real positive narrative of themselves. I would probably say to form meaningful relationships with your students. Um, I'm going to say be very confident in your abilities and your training. One thing that I, uh, and maybe it's like the, the I te- because I teach in journalism, but I always, um, if I say something that I sort of hadn't prepared for or give like a fact that I, you know, or a, uh, make some kind of statement that I hadn't prepared for, I am constantly then anxious the rest of the class. Um, and so I often keep notes sort of to myself um, about things that I said. So I sort of check them. But I also tell the students to do that. I'm like, fact check me. Like, if you think that I'm incorrect on something, like, let me know. Um, which I think puts them at ease, you know, that uh, to, to some extent. Um, and also, I think makes me it makes uh, the students realize that this is kind of like a conversation where they're going, you know, we're all going to sort of make, I, th- I think it makes them feel a little bit more comfortable about it. Like, say, like, I'm going to make mistakes. Let me know when I do. Um, and I will let you know if I've made mistakes about things that I've said so that, you know, I'm, I'm sort of following up on the things I said and, and actually care about them. My tip to new faculty is don't overthink it. There is a ton of great information about pedagogy out there. There's a lot of resources in whatever field you're in, and it can feel like you want to get everything out to the students all at once. And what I would say is keep it simple. You know, stay within your your sort of your boundaries. Um, have a few innovative or or fun, you know, engaging activities with them. But don't try and make every moment the best moment. Don't try and make every moment perfect. Uh, if you have some good activities in there and you allow the students to build uh, the relationship with you and know that it's a safe space to engage in whatever topic it is, they will help create that momentum. You don't have to be the person trying to create all the momentum all the time. You just need to create a bit of the, the inertia. I'm probably using the, the phrases wrong. I'm not an engineer, but you just need to create a bit of it and, and give the space for them to help build on it. And every once in a while, you just sort of keep pushing it along. So one of the things that I really tried to keep in mind when I was just starting out as a teacher is that I really wanted to create an atmosphere of mutual respect in my classroom. So respect was one of the things that I valued really highly. And so there was a couple things I did to establish that. The first thing is on the first day when I walked in, I smiled at everyone. I tried to be really positive. I thanked them for coming. I thanked them for their time. And I also tried to acknowledge that there would be varying levels of expertise among the students. Some of them might have a background in the area and some of them didn't. So in order to let them know that I valued everyone's voice, I defined all the acronyms. I told them that we'd start off by creating kind of a shared vocabulary that we'd use across the term to make everyone feel included. And um, one tangible tip that I know other teachers who do this too Um, that really helps establish mutual respect is to have the students fill out some kind of little questionnaire on the first day or sometimes the second day if that works better. Um, And these are the sorts of questions that I would include. Your name and what you want to be called in class. A few words about your prior experience in the field, especially for one of the technical fields. I think that if there's someone in the classroom who is an expert, they would probably value being able to share that with the instructor. Um, What helps you learn best in the classroom setting? So over your time at college, what have you found that works for you? And what do you find challenging about college learning? And is there anything I can do to help you? And the last question I usually ask students to to tell me is, is there anything about your life 
going on this semester that you would like me to know about? And I think that they really appreciate that as an alternate route of communication, because some students can come up and talk to professors and say, you know, this is going on, blah, blah, blah. But other students find that a little intimidating, or maybe they don't have time to come and talk to you after class. So it opens up a way for them to communicate anything that they want to tell you. Um, and I've gotten some really interesting things from that. It also primes students to start thinking about their own learning and think about what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And so the last point about that is that most importantly, before I ask the students to complete this little questionnaire, I tell them a bit about myself. And that establishes the mutual respect part. I tell them where I went to school and what I studied in graduate school, um, what fields of the, or what areas intrigued me the most. I told them what challenged me in university. <laughs> so it was the 90s, so managing time, which is still an issue now. Um, and I told them how I solved that, how it took a little time to get it right, and then I solved it. And I found that just by respecting them to tell them a bit about myself creates that mutual respect. So I'm the person they're going to have to listen to for 12 or 13 or 14 weeks. They don't have a choice. So here's a little bit about me. You share a little about you. And then that kind of make them, it makes them feel freer to just be themselves and embrace the idea that we're in this together and we can have a positive atmosphere. Create partnerships with other faculty. And what I mean by those partnerships is to really try and find people who have a love of teaching and to cultivate those relationships and to have those conversations related to teaching. And so talk openly about it. Talk um, about what's happening in your classroom, concerns you have, challenges you have, but also successes you have. Teaching can oftentimes be very isolating. And while we are with our group of students and we are engaged with our, our content and the people around us, again, you are alone in terms of the, the teacher situation. So consider having those relationships and having those conversations with other faculty um, to ensure that you are engaged within your profession, that you have opportunities to be reflective in what you're doing, and also to move away from that those feelings of isolation and, and working in a silo. I have a very practical tip for the first day. I like to do community building and I have an activity that works really well that gets the students talking to each other and also to me. So I put them into groups and ask them to discuss their best classroom experiences ever of all time. It can be in school, out of school, it could be like a yoga class and also their worst classroom experiences and just talk about what made those experiences so good or so bad. And then we talk about it as a group and we record the answers kind of this mind map tool and we put it up on Blackboard and I say, so going forward, this is kind of our gold standard. This is the classroom that we want to have the best classroom ever that takes all the different attributes from your past experiences and we'll try to avoid the bad. One thing that I think is really, really important and it's kind of obvious and also easy to forget is that you should put you should always put yourself in the shoes of your student. So if something doesn't seem fun to you, it's not going to seem fun to them. If it doesn't seem interesting to you, it's not going to seem interesting to them. <laughs> um, and uh, there's a term that lots of folks might be familiar with, which is student-centered learning. So the idea is that you're always thinking about what the students are doing as opposed to what you're doing. And that's a really important thing, especially for teachers who are used to uh, being in post-secondary classrooms that are not college classrooms. 
very, very important to be thinking about how to allow the students to be learning uh, through being active and doing most of the work in the classroom. So overall, I guess this is a tip not to lecture. (laughs) Just come prepared and uh, be more confident when you're in the classroom. It might be very intimidating when you're in a classroom and you're teaching students. Um, It could be mature students, so it it, it, might, it might feel sometimes that, you know, I might do something wrong. They might notice. Don't worry because the students are as scared as you are. And they're over there just to learn. So they can smell the fear. So it, my advice would be come prepared. And if you cannot, if you feel that there's something that I need to, you know, I don't know what to say or I am stumbling on some questions or some answers or so, don't worry. Just fake it until you make it kind of thing. NextCast is produced by Kristen Valois for Humber Press. To listen to previous episodes of NextCast and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to humberpress.com. You can also find free, downloadable transcripts of every NextCast episode at humberpress.com. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email humberpress at humber.ca. That's humberpress, all one word, at humber.ca. Thanks and see you next time. That is still not a pun.